I bid you welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. Well, and with all this, I, I thought I was in the wrong place. But I'm a bit worried about... Spoilers. Yes? The following episode contains spoilers. Thank heaven for that. White on white, translucent black case. Back on the back. Listen to them. What music. Hey. The little goose is dead. The bats have left the bell tower. The victims have been bled. That velvet lines. The black box. The little goose is dead. Who wants to eat flies? You do, Yalaluni. Not where I can get nice fat spiders. The little goose is dead. And then okay. um, I, I'm happy to start. Alison, are you happy to start? Yeah. What do you mean start? Gangster. Start start the episode. Oh, just go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. My name is Ben Groves. And my name is Robin Kefarlan. And today we are absolutely honored to be joined by a very special guest, Alison. Very from- special guest. Thank you. Alison from Quad Pro Quo. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm very excited. Thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, we've been listening to you for a little while. Uh, tell us a little bit about, well, tell our listeners at least, a, a little bit about the premise of uh, of what you guys have got going on over there. Sure. So we're quad, quad pro quo. We're kind of inspired by the quid pro quo scene in Silence of the Lambs. Sort of the, okay. you tell me something, I tell you something, but it's you pick a yep. movie, I pick a movie. So, um, but there's four of us. Oh. See what we did there? Quad, yeah, yeah, that's got awesome. It. Okay. Very clever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's only taken Ben three weeks to learn how to say it. <laughs> Dude, it's, the name of the show is a fucking dyslexic oh, nightmare. I, I know. trip up on it constantly. Every time I have I to say, try our, and say it all the time. Every time we have to say our handles, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna mess this up. Um, <laughs> so basically, it's just four of us. We live next door to each other. We're all friends. One of us picks a movie each week. We talk about nice. it. We pass or fail it. That's uh, pretty much it. Cool. We have a wide range of tastes we'll say mm-hmm. so everything mm-hmm. is covered yep. from return to oz to old boy to we just did a uh, midsummer last night so oh wide range nice <laughs> and we're uh, so old boy was a fucking great thank episode you. by the way thank you great episode my question is all four of you live next to one another we is this do. some sort of commune situation are you safe can you blink i mean i don't know we all really blink like midsummer <laughs> so it could okay. devolve into weird dancing and someone someone's putting pubes mm-hmm. in the jam Pew, yeah. pies yeah, yeah, yeah. you know all that sort of stuff yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a less clicked on that's a less clicked on tab in Pornhub. Pew pies. Pew pies. Uh, what we do? What we doing today, Ben? <laughs> today is the very first episode of our October Monster Mash, where we're going to be covering Universal Monsters. We're going to be doing Dracula. We're going to be doing Frankenstein. We're going to be doing the Wolfman. Yep. And then we're going to round it out. We're going to do the Mummy, Preacher. which is the other the other classic Stop. Universal monster, right? right? <laughs> it is. It is. I'm not going to deny it. it yeah, is, yeah. It is. But we're so going, we're covering it, right? No, no, we're, we're doing not. a different we're one. We're, we're not doing, doing that one at all. Creature of the Black Lagoon. Oh. Fuck the mummy. Because it's probably one of my favorite movies of all yeah. time. Yeah, okay. 
And also Stop the, trying to force the mummy on me, man. I'm not trying I to force it. I'm just Brandon no, Fraser. No, 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 the Brandon no. Fraser one. It's fine. No, no, no. Fine. Firstly, that's a trilogy, so we can't. And secondly, I've got no interest <laughs> in the mummy. I just know that everyone's going to go, oh, Universal monsters like the Wolfman and the Mummy, and we're going to go. Well, well, yeah, but but also we're not doing the Mummy because it's not got any good remakes. Because Brendan Fraser no. one isn't isn't a remake of the Universal monster. We can just we can I'm just agree with it and go. Yeah, it is like that, but it isn't that. It's like yeah. that, but it's that adjacent. It's thing. like Universal Monsters, and yeah, we're covering works. them all, but we're, we're missing out one of... Ringo's gone, basically. Fuck Ringo. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So today we're doing Dracula. We're doing the 1931 Bela Lugosi classic that is Dracula. Uh, Guys, what do you think of it? How did it, how did it tickle your fancies? I really liked it. Like I said, I'm ashamed awesome. to say I had never seen it before. <gasps> okay, first I know. No, no one's seen this film. I mean, <laughs> like, I, I know <laughs> everyone I talk circles, to. right? Everyone's like, oh, well, like, yeah. We, we we do movie podcasts and we've got quite a few horror fans amongst us. And everyone's like, oh, well, of course I've seen it. Average person on the street has not seen this fucking film and I refuse anyone to be ashamed for not having seen it. You do I had fucking... a conversation with a guy at work today who had no idea that this film existed. What? Most people don't. Yeah. Just no idea it existed. You just thought that it started in like the eighties. <laughs> I've seen Nosferatu in with an accompanied like organ music playing Ooh. in the Same. theater, and I have not seen the nineteen thirty one Dracula. So. I've never met another person that has fucking yeah. done that. It was like I did it a couple of Halloweens ago. It was mind. It was awesome. Like life alteringly good. Yes. Yes. So fucking cool, man. So, so cool. what do you think of it as a first time viewer? Because I watched this when I was a kid, as did Ben, and we'd sort of we were aware mm. of it as a as a as a Dracula film that featured some rubber bats and was in black and white and Love was a bit slower bats. than than Blade. Love the um, rubber bats. But I was yeah. They were mm -hmm. fucking great. But <laughs> mm, first time viewer, what were your thoughts? I mean, I, I loved it. I loved the some of the sets were just so grand, especially when he walks into Dracula's <gasps> castle. I just loved how big oh it God, was yeah. and how just thinking mm -hmm. of like how to build that mm. and everything. Um, yeah. I loved the, I thought everyone was great in it. The guy who played Renfield was amazing. And the guy who played Van Helsing <laughs> he played was roles, amazing. Basically. You know, yep. I, I missed Anthony mm. Hopkins accent just a little bit, but <laughs> other than that, I, I really liked it. Like I said, I thought it was very chaste, which I thought was interesting. It's a sign of the times, yeah. you know, it's an old movie. They're not going to show that, the actual blood or anything like that, but I, yeah. I, I liked it. It was mm. good. They're not going to show DP in 1931. Probably not. <laughs> probably not. Dracula penetration. <laughs> yeah. Drac Drac not. Dracula penetration does not feature in this film. A couple of things you pointed out there. The, the mm -hmm. This is an incredibly beautiful film. Mm -hmm. um, and what blows, blows my mind is they couldn't see the shot until they'd sent the film off to be developed. It's not like there was a digital viewfinder where they were like, oh, maybe yeah, turn that yeah. light right. down a bit. And Bella, could you move on your mark a bit more? They'd, just, they'd film it. The guy would crank the handle and then they'd go, right, well, we'll see how that turned out tomorrow. Right. Destroy the set. <laughs> and I thought, I was thinking to myself as I was watching it during quiet mm. scenes where there's no sound, you can hear the cranking, basically, of the camera. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. so uh, loud yeah, yeah, yeah. in the oh, background. Yeah. I love the lack of music in this. It's it adds great. so much intensity. Yes, it's great. It's just... Intensity is a good word for it because it creeped me the fuck out when it <laughs> looked like something. Sh you, like it looks like you should be able to hear something, but you can't, and mm. it just it gives it this little sinister edge. Yeah, where it kind of like deprives you a little mm. bit of the of like mm -hmm. feeling like you're fully present, and I hated it. 
but I loved it. It's an interesting <laughs> one. We'll get into the time that this came out socially, but in terms of movie making, mm. we're not that far out of the silent era. And so a lot of the actors on screen are used to acting in silence. Right. And it's a sort of halfway, it's like a really early sound picture in that. Yeah, yeah. So much of it works without any sound. There's title cards that come up. Things are told through mm-hmm. um, through newspaper clippings. And, you know, there's a scene on a yeah, boat, yeah. which is very clearly taken from another film and played at a different speed. Like, it's mm-hmm. a really early Hollywood <laughs> gem. It's fucking excellent. Ben, what do you think of it? <laughs> I fucking loved it, man. I saw this when I was a little kid and it was, I remember it being kind of goofy and kind of like over the top, you know, the yeah, whole, yeah. like you said, the rubber bats. Yeah. And then I remember have it having this slight, almost like soap opera feel, you know, the over the top romanticism and the, oh, Jack, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Jack type stuff. <laughs> so I just remember it being like a fun thing. And then watching mm. it this time through, it kind of fucked me up a little bit, man. Like it's, yeah. Bella Lugosi is like a creepy bastard in this film, right? Like yeah. it's, unsettled the amount of times that he's just <laughs> staring deadpan into my soul while watching this just made me so fucking uncomfortable yeah. it was incredible incredible with the highlighted eyes his eyes always Dude, glowing the highlighted the eyes. eyes it's too much is man. he fit it's... here's the question is bella lugosi yes. fit 100 percent. devastatingly so yeah. what the fuck uh, i'm gonna Ooh. say i'm gonna really? say no but <laughs> <gasps> dude really Without question, I would take a shot in the mouth from Bella Lugosi. Uh, in the mouth? Yeah. Without question. Really? Uh, w- without, without question. Yeah, like, would. it would be sort of like, he could flick a penny at me, and before the penny hit the ground, I'd be on my wow. knees. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's an immediate effect. Like, he, the second when he was walking down the stairs in the castle, I was a little bit like, well, hello. Oh, hello, well, sir. Hello. <laughs> Allow me to blow these cobwebs off for you, sir. <laughs> Speaking of speaking of his appearance, uh, there's an early scene in the film where um, all the vampires are waking up. So they've got all their coffins mm-hmm. in a very mm-hmm. lovely basement, and like mm-hmm. Bella gets out of his, and then his three devastatingly beautiful wives get out of theirs. I like that. But in between the wives, right? They mm-hmm. were great. There's a little tiny coffin out of which mm-hmm. crawls, which I'll come back to this, a tiny mm-hmm. wasp. And I want to know mm-hmm. where you go to get a coffin that size. A master craftsman. A master you go craftsman. To the, the best carpenter in the land mm-hmm. with d- just somehow a tiny wasp. So we're talking John Lewis. Make right. it fit. John Lewis. No, we're talking the person that, that taught John Lewis. We're right. talking like creme de la creme of mm. teeny tiny coffin makers. For our US guests and listeners, John Lewis is a very sort of middle class homewares high street shop. It's not middle class. It's like upper middle oh, class. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Posh as fuck. It's what like it's like about? Macy's but there's one everywhere. Like a hardware store? I think I've been in there tw- No, no, like homeware. Oh, like, like homeware. A, you get cushions okay. so, Yeah, yeah. You'll go and get a fancy cushion with gold in there and a candlestick will cost you $50. Uh, yeah, a notepad cost me 12 quid. <laughs> it's about like what, $10 for a fucking notebook? That's crazy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I've never been more pissed okay. off. It's the paper chase for your house. You, you know, you could <laughs> right. just use a standard pen, but no, this one's got a fluffy top. Um, so that's where you get your wasp coffins. Come on down to John Lewis. I don't know what the US equivalent is for for our listeners there, Alison. Home goods. Home goods. Okay, home goods will do your wasp coffin. Maybe you would do a wasp yeah. coffin. Okay. You can find some really useless shit there. I'm worried if this is some sort of <laughs> B movie script that Dracula was involved in a few hundred years ago, where. The wasp is also one of his brides. 
<laughs> he had he had like a wild he had a couple he had a wild patch. <laughs> he just got he just got bored one weekend and was like, I'm a fucker wasp. Maybe it's just familiar. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. Don't don't Oh Don't vampires have familiars? Vampires have familiars. Yeah. But then what but then that brings up questions about the armadillos, right? Oh, there's armadillos. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Uh, armadillos mm. and possums. There's a lot of Californian animals in Transylvania. It, I have seen Imports. an armadillo once in Florida, I think. Right. I've never seen an armadillo in California or I, I don't think it's I don't know. It's an incredibly <laughs> ugly animal. <gasps> How dare They're you. disgusting. <laughs> How dare I'm you? Not even gonna lie, I didn't think they existed outside of zoos. Like, I'm <laughs> horribly undereducated on the armadillo situation. Dr- Dr- uh, zoos and Dracula's castle—they're basically the two. Places. Yeah, Romania, Transylvania, and zoos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Home, uh, home goods. John Lewis. That's where you get your wasp coffins. Transylvania yep. and zoos. That's where you get your armadillos and yep. possums. Mm-hmm. We should have Sweet. affiliate links at the bottom of, uh, <laughs> of this podcast. What, to buy an armadillo? What the fuck? Co- oh, for zoos. Yeah, that would make sense. <laughs> tiny, coffins. Tiny, coffins. Tiny, coffins. tiny coffins. Tiny coffins and zoos. Coffins it's the one-time coffins this size are funny. Um, <laughs> I'm cutting Stop. that. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> After this, can we record like a little advert <laughs> for like tiny wasp coffins? <laughs> as long as we put wasp Just... in there, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. You can course, find course, anything course. on Etsy. I guarantee you, you could find it on Etsy. I'm 100% going to fucking find me one. <laughs> I've got a question for the group, <laughs> for the gang. Okay. Um, we were talking about vampires sort of representing the fear of the time. What do we think the fears of this film are? What's this Dracula representing to you as a viewer of the film? Because I have a, a, a hot, spicy take about a film released 100 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Your take is fascinating too. I I don't know if I've ever really thought about mm. it that way, but are you it ready for this? Does make sense. <laughs> it's not a wasp coffin. I looked into it because I was trying to find the relevance. It's because ju- you were trying to find a wasp coffin. <laughs> yeah, shut up! All right. <laughs> I miss Jeremy. I wanted to give him a proper send off. I was thinking yeah. of getting like a little model boat and giving him a Viking God. burial. If there was one person. That was gonna pull a Bella Lugosi and fuck a wasp. It's you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you. <laughs> it's you've lo- you've you've moved out of London. You're now yeah, in yeah. the sticks. You're living in the countryside. You're mm. like, what can I do here? And then there was a wasp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who you have some for some reason called Jeremy. Jeremy. Okay. Oh, Jeremy buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna say it says Jerusalem Beetle. It's not a wasp. It's a Jerusalem beetle that crawls out. Okay. And when he is having his dinner with Harker, he's got a Star of David reminiscent uh, cross. He does. Uh, not like cross. the medal thing, right? Yeah, his medallion is, is very Star of David. Okay. He's from mm. Romania, which is a very large Jewish population. And we're in the 1930s. Whoop, whoop. Famously known as not the best time for that group of people. So Van Helsing being a German kind of feels a bit off now. Yeah, this is my thing. I'm thinking... It kind of feels off. I'm wondering if the fear that this Dracula represents is... There's also a a very, very long-standing anti-Semitic theory in blood libel that the Jews are stealing blood. It's QAnon, basically. Mm -hmm. The adrenochrome thing is a a rebranding of the Jew blood libel, which is the Jews are going to steal our children and drink their blood. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Uh, it's thousands of years old, anti-Semitic fucking piece of what the fuck, toilet man? water coming out of racists' ass. Um, right. But I think this particular take in the 1930s is very subtly and not necessarily angrily or maliciously uh, okay. framing him as Jewish and as that's that he's a scary guy because he's from a foreign place and he speaks funny. Okay. okay. What, so it's what like about that? Like a xenophobic yeah, kind yeah. of so focus, right? I think, I think when we're talking about um, the Wolfman, we're talking about the fact that man's animal nature. Yeah. When we're talking about zombies, we're talking about a society's commercialism and mm-hmm. materialism and lack of thought. And I think when you're talking about a vampire, you're talking about that guy over there is going to cause me some trouble. Vampires are like a conservative wet dream because it's not Dr. <laughs> Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. It's not... Right. Oh my God, I'm I'm the root of all my problems. It's those people from over there who are strange and unfamiliar are going to cause all the problems. These vampires are coming over here, sucking our jobs, sucking our benefits, sucking on our women. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's a great point, but you frame it between like <laughs> two beautiful <laughs> phrases that I don't think I've ever heard you say mm-hmm. ever. Yeah, that was fantastic. <laughs> That's a fucking great point, though, man. I didn't really look at it in in that way. I kind of took a more, I don't know. I I took Dracula to be like the the negative, the negative feelings and emotions mm. and actions that are part of the human ex- experience. And then Mina, audience surrogate, yeah, the surrogate yeah. for the viewer. But she's she's the one that's sort of being pulled between uh, good and bad. Dracula is is fiercely trying to sort of yeah take control over her but then you have van helsing who represents the good side of the human experience and all the, the you know like the the brave the confront your fears you mm-hmm. know fight fight back against what's what's fucking keeping you at bay or fight back against evil yep you've got him who's like aggressively trying to save her and and kill dracula like the to wipe out the the negative experience i mean yep. ultimately van helsing wins but it's just I don't know. I see, I of... see your point. Mm-hmm. I see your point, but I think it's an endearingly, mm. um, it's an endearingly modern view of a film, because I think in nineteen thirty one, yeah, in nineteen thirty one, get fucked. Are we having a female audience? Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's none of that, man. Like yeah, this yeah. is, I've been ruined by modern day movies. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I'm just trying. I think because it's written in such a vague, open. I, totally. I don't mean vague in a bad way. I mean vague in sort of a. You can interpret a lot of this movie in any fucking shape or form that you want it to. Yeah, yeah. Every single every single thought or idea that anyone can have on this movie is correct because it's what it means to you yes. as the viewer, not as like how it was intended to be written. It's not spoon fed to you. It's more mm. like a, with the use of the silence, with the yeah. use of the transitions, the exposition through the newspapers and shit like that. It's all down to what you bring to mm-hmm. the table just as much as what the film brings mm. to the mm-hmm. table. Alison, what's what's your what's your what's your take on this version of vampires? Well, I definitely think there's obviously, I think the fear also could be potentially the um, rights of women, especially. I mean, in 1931, yeah, yeah it was still, mm. but it was starting to get wild. Mm-hmm. You know, we're getting into the 30s, we're getting into women mm-hmm. wearing pants. Oh my gosh! Yep, mm-hmm. and <gasps> <laughs> and even... I bet she buys her butter. <laughs> Put your ankles away. <laughs> Even some of the things that, like, you know, Lu- Lucy says, you know, Lucy, yeah, she says like the 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 joke or the poem in the in the opera mm. box, and Mina's like, oh my gosh, mm. how could you speak like that? You know, like don't don't speak anymore. It's very like shush. 
And then I'd love Mina to hear WAP by Cardi B. <laughs> I just as soon as I watched it, I was like, oh, that's where Winona Ryder got her accent from this movie. Yeah. Lucy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of seven that she well, she used exactly. as a reference for her accent. I mean, they never film. say Budapest, which is very <laughs> unfortunate. But. <laughs> but I think it's definitely, you know, Bella Lugosi represents or, or Dracula represents kind of this temptation for women of being sexually totally. open, mm, sexually sexual freedom. free, not in a mm-hmm. marriage where you're just property married and get, you know, popping out babies and stuff like that. It's something yeah. enticing, you know, and that's, that's bad. I think it's fascinating that uh, on that point, all of his wives are, you know, sexually empowered, free to have sex with who they want. Mm-hmm. There's a bit where it's implied that maybe they're going to have sex with Renfield. Maybe they don't. It's again, like you say, it's very chaste film, mm-hmm. but he probably yeah. has a fucking great night before I would be loyal to Dracula too. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> 100%. My sentiment. <laughs> Stay exactly. in my castle. Here's a lovely pot roast, a lovely fire and a four way. Fucking yes. He's basically a pimp. 100%. He's a right. total He's pimp. A fucking pimp. Yes. He's a total yeah. pimp. Been spending most my life living in Transpanian paradise. Um, R.I.P. Coolio. R.I.P. 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 Man, mm. fuck. Um, that's gonna date. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, th- I think t- you're totally right, and I think it explored much more in the remake that sexual freedom angle. I'm looking forward to the remake because I, I think I've seen the remake that we're gonna do, but I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, but I have cinema tickets for it next week. Bram Stoker's right. Yeah, Bram Stoker, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Coppola. Yeah. Directed by... Yeah. Coppola, yeah. Fran- Francis Ford Coppola, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. Sorry. We're talking about the point then about like the sexual liberation and stuff like that. The second... It's like the, the scene after mm. Dracula bites Mina. Mm. She literally sits down to Jack and she's like, we're over, we're done. This mm-hmm. is the end of our love. You can't look at me like that anymore. Mm-hmm. I didn't pick up on that until you've just fucking mm. pointed that out. That's kind of crazy. And again, with with that's awesome with the penetrative metaphor, right? That you mentioned yeah, yeah, earlier yeah, yeah. before we started recording. What's the first thing they start chatting? She's like, "Yeah, we're not that anymore." And then he starts talking and looking at the moon. And she starts looking at his neck, like, "Fuck, I want to peg this guy." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then the maid looks in. She's like, "Oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> yeah." All about penetration. Yeah, I fucking love it, man. Can we agree that Renfield's actor? Well, a couple points about Renfield before we get on to um, how incredibly well uh, Dwight Fry plays the sort of dual aspect of that role. I want to talk about Renfield's nurse, who is possibly <laughs> the least medically trained guy I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> Who's just like Renfield's like, I'm gonna eat the spider, and he's like, Don't eat the spider, you fucking whack job. <laughs> What the fuck? You're so fucking I'm, crazy. I'm going to hit you if you try to eat spiders. I'm like, why is this guy? Is he even? Where is he from in this movie that you're that you're talking from right now? Like, yeah. what accent? Oh, is no, this? he's Cockney. He's Where's Cockney this in this, from? isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> How the fuck is that? A Cockney? That I did like... New York. I was going to say, you sound like you're from Jersey right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get me like some fucking most... gabagool, Redfield. <laughs> <laughs> Capiche? <laughs> you don't need the spiders. Capiche? Oh, oh, shit, at American accents. This guy's like this guy's like my uncle. Like I have a, a real life relative that is has a shotgun. Walks through life. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. There was there's a couple of uncles that are questionable. But right. It's a different story for a different time. 
He's a cockney. Mm -hmm. He walks through life with that exact posture and stance. <laughs> and the way that he talks is literally like, all right, mate, how's it going? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> all right there, darling. Eating a few spiders, are we? Yeah, mate, good source of protein, that. <laughs> it's too much cockney, man. You know what I mean? That's like that's the genes in my body trying to like pull the cockney. Out. Not the first time you've spent choking on cockney. It's not the first time I've choked on a cockney. <laughs> yeah, Eyeliner I'm running down your cheeks. <laughs> Oh god, my eye is actually worried. Probably won't be the last either. That's not like <laughs> it's fine. Uh, but then, yeah, Dwight Fry. I did not realise that they had the same actor. So Dwight Fry plays Renfield, and in the start of the film, he's there going, "Hello, I'd like to be at Dracula's castle." And then at the end of it, when he's eating spiders, I genuinely thought it was a different actor. Did you? Yeah, yeah, same, oh. same. Same. Wow! Could not, could not believe. Had to do that for like little... a minute. I was like, I was like, who's this fucker? And then they called him Renfield. I was like, oh my fucking god, he's been <laughs> through some shit. <laughs> Did you not have to like read this book, like when you were younger or anything like that? You never no, read Dracula. No, no, no. Oh, no, no. okay. No, okay. We do, we do Macbeth by Shakespeare. You do Macbeth. We yeah. did Romeo and Juliet. Oh, yeah, I had to read that. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We we did uh, Romeo and Juliet, but in year ten and eleven, like the last couple of years of high school, how what we age were are allowed we? to uh, fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, we yeah. were allowed to just watch the movie. Oh, okay. And just write the essay based on the movie okay. rather than read the book. The Baz Luhrmann movie. <laughs> yeah, the one with Leo in. It's fucking awful. It is terrible. Never... Uh, it's actually I, really I good. Can... It's fucking dog water. Stop it. What? We're, we're never getting into that movie. It's fucking. We should awful. do a Shakespeare round, man, because I got a couple of Shakespeare adaptations. I think of the tits. Ten things I hate about you. <laughs> yep. How dare you? What? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was a trend in the nineties of um, remaking. So, Dangerous Liaisons, which is a great film with um, Michelle Pfeiffer, great and close John Malkovich, Michelle Pfeiffer, great, and it's based on a book which is also great. And they're like, let's make Cruel Intentions, and then it started just this trend of like, what if we take literary stuff that mm -hmm. parents will go oh you can go see that and just put some side boob in it yeah i appreciated it 10 things i hate about you yeah. is definitely that yeah so clueless yeah. define my childhood <laughs> that's not shakespeare that's austin but a still. plague on both your houses <laughs> <laughs> but no fucking dwight dwight fry is literally mm -hmm. mind-blowingly good mm -hmm. my second favorite dwight <laughs> the, probably my first favorite Dwight. Yeah, have you seen the US Office? Yeah, yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think this is my favorite Dwight. That Dwight's fantastic. Don't get me wrong, he's fucking insane. But that Dwight has never made me like almost shit my pants by doing nothing <laughs> other than holding on to like two bars and staring at a camera. His smile. The bit where he's on the boat oh, and they open yeah. up the fucking trap door. Yeah. Dude, that was like, I got fucking goosebumps and I was like, oh dear. Yeah. If they ever make another Joker movie, they should cast Dwight Fry. Oh, they'll make it happen. Just get him, him in, man. Yeah, just I get him in. Yeah. Has just... he done anything recently? <laughs> I don't think he has. I think he's. I think he's <laughs> taking the sabbatical. Uh, His smile is uh, terrifying. Yeah, yeah. He's gone yeah, to yeah. Romania with a wasp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think when it comes to what Dracula represents, I'd like to think of the castle as yeah. like a bit of a pedestal that we. Can a pedal stool, a pedal stool, a pedestal <laughs> that we can that'll like house any fear. So what it represents to you, or what what it represents to the viewer, the castle mm. being so fucking enormously mm -hmm. big, and the way that like the shots are framed within the castle, they made me feel two inches tall continuously throughout this entire movie. 
Yeah. But the way that I was watching it in that I was using uh, Dracula as a representation of like fear, like whatever, yeah. whatever the fear may be. Yeah. That it is just the same fucking size. It's just what it's encased in and what it's housed in and the, mm. the, the pedestal and how, out, how like outcast it can mm. be and how fucking like remote it can be. Just mm. whatever it's whatever it's housed in from a distance, it looks fucking enormous. But by the time you get like yeah. face to face to it, same size as you. It's just fucking walking mm. down the stairs, talking like a person, <laughs> acting like a person. Right. And it made mm. it made like the concept of confronting your fears way less daunting. And there was a weird yeah. like comfort to it that I found when the first interaction between Dracula and Renfield. Mm. I don't know why, man. I'm... That's a good point. No, no, no. That's a good point because the villagers are like, <gasps> exactly. don't go to the fucking castle. We don't even talk about mm -hmm. the castle. We don't look at up, the man. castle. They make it yeah, huge. Yeah. They make it this enormous thing. But when Renfield gets there, Dracula's fucking nicest pie. Gives him wine. Ladies. Mm. I mean, yep. ladies, ladies, wine, food, the fire. Yep. Who was that castle built for? <laughs> the fireplace was the fucking enormous. <laughs> <laughs> the <wasp. laughs> <laughs> I also like the fact that in the title card they misspell the word president. Oh, I don't think I noticed that. Did they? <laughs> yeah. Go back okay. and check. I'm dyslexic as fuck, man. As if I'm going to pull up a spelling mistake from a, a movie <laughs> on a title card that's there for a few seconds. You'd be serious. <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> what I find interesting about the Renfield thing is mm -hmm. it's not something can't be scary unless you can see what it can do first, right? Okay. So. The T-Rex the in Jurassic mm -hmm. Park smashing the shit out of the Jeeps and eating a few people makes you go, oh, I've got to be scared of this fucker, right? Okay. It's the same way that every bad guy in cinema kills a dog. You know he's going to be a bad guy when he kills a dog because it's the one thing that us as an audience are like, this fuck's irredeemable. Okay. Mm. And I feel like Renfield is there in the story to demonstrate Dracula's ability to turn Mina and do whatever he wants with her. And if, if Renfield doesn't have the change that he has, he's just a dude in a cape with a funny accent saying, hello, Mina. And we're like, what's the, what's the right. threat here? Okay. The interesting thing about Renfield, when you look at it through your perspective, mm -hmm. and again, applying what we apply from a modern view and our own traumas, you and I, Ben, have both had breakdowns. Alison, you'll soon have one after this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> and I feel like, uh, you know, he's the guy that, that fell. He's the guy that fell off the wagon. He's the guy that didn't achieve sobriety, became an addict, uh, had a mental breakdown, all this sort of stuff. And so the only difference between what Renfield goes through and what Mina goes through is the presence of a Van Helsing type to be there and be the good savior. Samaritan Fuck. and guide you through. A savior. That's kind of fucked, man. Okay. Someone who cares enough about That's really interesting. them. And no one yeah. cared enough about them. Someone who people. cares enough, yeah. And validates it and takes it seriously and goes, I hear what you're going through and I'm not telling you it's all in your head. And I'm not telling you that it doesn't matter. I'm going to listen to what you think is happening mm -hmm. and act as if that's my reality rather than try and fix it with science or this, that or the other. And I think Van Helsing, for me, if we're doing it as the way you're looking at it, Ben, is is a is a stand-in for a a friend or a psychologist who goes, "Tell me what's going on, and I'll take it at face value." That's kind of fucked, man. I didn't really look at Renfield that way, but then looking back on it, in the beginning of the movie, when he's 
he's clean cut, he's straight edge, and he's he's off the wagon at yeah, the, yeah. the little village. And the village is like, don't do it. Right. Don't do it. And he's like, yeah, no, yeah. I'm going to be fine. Stay on this wagon. It's fine. Come on, yeah, come in here just, and don't don't get off the wagon at the thing. It's just one night, man. It's just one night. I'm going to, I'll be fine. Don't <laughs> yeah, worry yeah. about it. And then boom, you're yeah. fucked. You are never going to fucking yeah, yeah. be the same again. That is yeah. crazy. But Alison, Alison, with what you're talking about, you've then got, um, if, if Bella Lugosi is the temptation, right. then you've got your Van Helsing type as your sort of... I was going to say a father figure almost say don't figure, go yeah. out there and have sex you're my daughter my little girl yeah. don't venture out into the big bad yeah. world and have sex or be mm -hmm. whatever to this person that isn't your husband or your fiance Fuck, i yeah. love i love this story <laughs> and i love this version of it i really do mm -hmm. i really do it's incredibly beautiful the sound design is incredible it's an hour and 15 minutes long. Like you could watch, there are YouTube videos about fucking Hideo Kojima games that are five hours long. Yeah. And they contain not one inch of beauty. Watch this film. Please watch it's this great. film. It's great. It really is. It's beautiful. Both of your guys' points are, have literally like fucking kind of <laughs> broken my brain a little bit. And it's, I'm kind of trying to replay like little elements of the movie that are making mm. more sense to me now. And it's kind of fucked because <laughs> I like was so confident that I had my like idea of it all figured mm -hmm. out. <laughs> That's kind of crazy, mm -hmm. man. This was I think Alison, I think Alison's view is is definitely the view that Francis Ford Coppola takes in the remake. And I'll be fascinated to see yeah. how your viewpoint, Alison, feeds into that when mm. we do that later in the week. Because I'm pretty sure we're going to watch it and just go, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> For the remake, we're just going to be like, yeah, yeah. It's out. It's out. Well, the remake's point one. <laughs> so sexual. It's incredibly sexual. Oh, it's just. It's got Monica Bellucci as one of the wives, and frankly, it really, really. Does. It was it, her and Jessica Rabbit were like big things in my it, life. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the Jessica Rabbit thing was huge for me too, man. That was it was such an innocent family movie right up yep. until I was about nine years old, and I was like, "Yeah, oh hello, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I hello." I still now struggle with the third dimension. Woman. Um, <laughs> fucking hell! Uh, comes to the time we're gonna well, two things which we, we've actually. We've 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 dropped medically possible recently. It's time to bring it back. So to give you to give you some context, uh, Ben once saw a review of the Human Centipede okay. that was based entirely yeah. around the fact that they loved the film. Well, I mean, and the only reason they gave for loving the film <laughs> was that it was medically possible. No, 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 no. It was a it was a fucking you know those dumb groups on Facebooks that are like I mm. love films or horror club and stuff like this mm. i despise joining them but i fucking can't help myself because all the arguments and oh the bitch in between it it just i do i live for it man it's like free drama <laughs> yeah. on demand it's amazing it's jerry jerry springer about like return I'm, of the killer tomatoes yeah i'm really good at stirring <laughs> the pot in those arguments as well i can just drop in a little nugget from a different movie and then it's just you watch it explode it's beautiful um so this one guy was like uh human centipede Human Centipede was a great movie. Uh, it was it was super fun, blah, blah, blah. But is it medically possible? I don't think so. And for that reason, gave it a, a fucking awful rating. Just for the right. medical the, the yeah. medical probability of it. So we started doing that with our movies. I wanted it to be like a rating system that we did mm -hmm. all cinema okay. with. Like that was, the, that was the bar that we held every film mm -hmm. to. We've been pretty good with it. So, so Alison, it comes time to ask... Dracula, 1931. Okay. How medically possible did you find it? 
Well, since it involves the um, bringing back of the dead, essentially, I'm going to say not mm-hmm. medically possible. Right. Okay. okay. But okay. I, not I have then. always Rude. been incredibly... <laughs> Uh, vampires are probably my favorite movie monsters because I've always been incredibly into the idea of living forever and eternal life because death is terrifying. Yeah. Awesome. And yeah. they just seem yeah, really course, cool yeah. and open and, you know, they can bang anybody. I mean, this just seems like mm. a cool, cool yeah. ride. Mm. But would it lose its sparkle? If you could bang anybody and you've lived that long, would you not just get to the point you just go, I'm going to fuck a wasp? I mean, I would think about it, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Good. That validates my choices last week. Ben, what are you going to rate the film? (laughs) What are you going to rate the film out of 10 on quality? Uh, This is... I'm going to go for an 8. I'm going to go for an 8. Okay. You're going to need to qualify the 2 that that's lost there because I was expecting a fat 10. Okay, right. It's it's completely like on me. It's it's purely subjective. The audio is a massive culture shock. Like it took me a minute or two to get into it, and it hurt my ears and my headset. So I had to then take the headset off and plug speakers mm-hmm. in and keep them far away. Um, yep. And there was there was points in the movie where I feel borrowing footage from the other movie and it mm-hmm. played like sped up, <laughs> kind of yeah. gave it like a comedy feel. And it, yeah, it just, yeah, yeah. It, which was amazing. Like, it, there's a few yeah. like good little chuckles in the movie. But I love those bits. They're I great. feel like as a modern viewer, I mm-hmm. need them. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. But then it goes immediately back to the whole sort of like, look at yourself in the mirror. This is the human experience. <laughs> but then it's like, a, it cuts back to a fucking ship captain, like, like mad quick trying to steal that wheel. It just, I don't know, it broke it a little bit for me. That was the two bits though. Alison, what's your rating out of ten for for you know? Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say an eight as well. To be honest with you, I really enjoyed it. I love a short movie, so I hate. Mm. I mean, mm. like I said, <laughs> yeah. we we recorded Midsummer, and I love Midsummer, but two and a half hours mm-hmm. is too goddamn long to be saying, <laughs> especially a Allison, horror movie. Alison, we did the fucking Snyder cut. Oh, we did the fucking God. Snyder Cut. It? It was we did every Batman film, including Batman versus Superman and the Wowzers. Snyder Cut. It was fucking that terrible. Is... And it led to the question, what did Snyder Cut? Because it's four and a half hours fucking long. Nothing. I can't um, believe you both are sober and you were able to do that. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, eight. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Fat Ten. Fat, fat ten. ten. I fell in love with this film. The uh, second half drags a little bit in terms of pacing, but really? I was shocked at how beautiful it was. I was genuinely shocked at how beautiful this film was. I kept pausing mm-hmm. it and going, that would work as an art print. Yeah. Pausing it again. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, take, I take black and white films on a 35 millimeter because I'm old and don't touch as many boobs as I should. <laughs> so I go out and I just take... Right, footage and get it developed if i took any frame of this film on my camera mm-hmm. i would quit i'd stop doing it because i would have completed photography oh you would have peaked mm. big tick anything after that yeah, yeah. is like a down right, yeah okay, yeah I get exactly you. i get you so it is a shockingly beautiful film i think as as we've discovered talking about it is a shockingly relevant film to whatever you're going through if you allow yourself to think about it a little bit more creatively than just what it's presented as which is a schlocky little 1930s right. horror movie. It's beautiful, though. 
Alison, it has been uh, a violent pleasure hanging out Absolute with you. Absolute pleasure, uh, man. Where can, where can people find your stuff? It's been so much fun, guys. I'm so happy we did this. Um, you can Same. find us. We're at, I'm going to do it, at Quad Pro Quo Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Woo! And you can find nice. us pretty much across all platforms, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, everywhere. Um, yeah, we're everywhere. And uh, we have a horror movie month coming out in October as well. And we start ours off with, I don't know if it's a, is it a Universal Monster? The Invisible Man? It is. Yes, it is. It is. Okay, but we are doing... We are doing the 2020 version with Elizabeth Moss, so... Nice. I can't watch that film. It's too stressful. It, I literally had to keep pausing that film and taking half an hour breaks. It is so It's so stressful. stressful. It's an intense It's terrifying one. for women. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, so mm -hmm. that's our first yeah, yeah. episode for October that comes out uh, uh, next or this coming uh, Thursday, which is October 6th. Amazing. I'm so, I must admit, I, I have to admit, I'm... I'm slightly annoyed, I have to admit, that you've stolen our idea of doing scary films in October. Our completely original idea I mean, of having like a spooky season in October. I know. I know. You guys paved the way. I don't, I mean, we're just stealing. We're stealing. Yeah, <laughs> just groundbreaking. Honestly. We had an we had like a bit of a discussion before this where we were debating yeah. whether to just do like rom coms all October just to yeah. be the ones that didn't do scary yeah. movies because it feels like a gun to the head moment where yeah, like, it it's does. like right it's October do scary movies now and I'm like oh, okay let's rebel okay, let's but... do Hitch <laughs> <laughs> that is a horror film but for different reasons yeah entirely it's just a man reads the game and just goes around necking people <laughs> <laughs> and somehow that's a rom com. Ali, thank you so much for joining us, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. It really has. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us on the Every Movie Ever podcast. We'll link the Quad Pro Quo podcast links Woo! below. Fucking nailed it. Definitely practiced all day today. We'll link them down in the description below. Please go and check them out. Immensely entertaining podcast. Super fucking fun episode on Old Boy. Recommend. One of our faves. Go for it. Like 100%. Um, with that, I've been Ben Groves. I've been Rob McFarlane. And we'll see you soon-ish. Later in the week When's for the Dracula next Remake. Oh, yeah, Wednesday. We'll see you Wednesday. Wednesday. For more Dracula. Bye. Okay, bye. Consume. Hey, guys. Ben here. It's just you and I. No, Rob. I'm just here to say thank you for the support recently. It's been fucking insane. And I need to ask you a little favor. We are currently being listened to in every single state in the United States of America, bar Dakota, North and South Dakota. They're the last two on the, on the checklist. There is a map in front of me right now. The, the, little, the little zone of North and South Dakota is completely blank and it is staring at me like I owe it money and it's, it's haunting my fucking dreams man i think about it way more than i should do so i'm asking you from the bottom of my heart you fucking wonderful people can you please recommend us to someone in north and south dakota so i can sleep at night and finally get this fucking image out of my brain Whew. all right there we go stay safe out there remember if you see a fuckable wasp just play it safe you know no judgments but you know be healthy there you go there you go we love you thank you so much see you soon guys
And now, I'll leave you. Well, good night. 